Hi everyone, welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. This is a feeling reality. All we're ever doing is feeling something. If we're feeling good, well, that means that we're perceiving our reality as it really is. And if we're feeling bad, then there's some resistance to what we perceive is what's going on in our outer reality. In this jo episode, Joshua talks about how feelings create whatever is occurring in your reality. So feelings are the basis of all creation. And so that feeling is basically based in your perception of reality. So if you are perceiving yourself as a creator, then you're able to see that your reality is just a reflection of your vibration. And if you're perceiving yourself as a victim, then you don't really understand what's going on because you think things are happening to you rather than for you. So this episode is really interesting on that fact, and there's a lot of great questions in there. Uh, we're going to get started soon with a new Ascension Experience group uh, in about two weeks. And we're also going to do the last boot camp of the year coming up soon, too. So if you'd like to talk to me about any of those things, you can send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. The Ascension Experience is all on the website, so you can take a look at that. The first course is Alignment, and you can check that out there. Also, if you'd like to, you can schedule a call with me, and we'll talk more about those things. On the website is the audiobook of A Perception of Reality. Check that out under the books. And there's also three free meditations there you can go check out, as well as a lot of other free stuff. So take a look at that. And remember to like and subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and post on Facebook and leave a review if you can. That'd be awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Let's get going. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hello, Joshua. So how are you feeling? That's all you ever have to ask yourself. How are you feeling? If you're feeling good, you're perceiving your reality as good. And if you're perceiving that things aren't really going the way you think they should go, or that things aren't happening the way you want them to happen, if you're not feeling good in the moment, it's because you're choosing to perceive your reality as it is not. You're choosing to buy into the illusion. You're choosing to think things are wrong when in fact they're absolutely right. And what happens a lot of the time is that you hold on to some ideal or something you want or some desire and you hold yourself apart from it because what you're doing is you're perceiving yourself as lacking that thing that you think you want. And when it's not seeming like it's coming to you, you use this as an excuse to feel bad. Well, that excuse to feel bad is based basically in the fact that you're perceiving your life as a victim, living in duality, hoping that things get better, wishing that things get better, or trying to control things so that they do change somehow in your life. And when you're trying to control things or you're wishing things would be different, then you're acting out of fear. And it's this fear vibration that's holding you apart from everything that you truly want. Well, what's the solution to this? The solution is to choose a perception of reality that actually matches what's happening. What's happening is that everything has been perfect, everything is perfect now, and everything will be perfect, but things are changing, things are moving, things are manifesting. You want things to manifest, you want things to change, you want to have experiences, you want to expand through those experiences, and this is your primary intention that you birth prior to your birth here. And these primary intentions that you have to expand in joy, to express your love, to experience true freedom and abundance, and to expand with every experience, well, this is why you came. Anything less than that is, is simply based in this perception of yourself that is not enough, not worthy, not good, not right, something's wrong, something should be different than it is, and this is a flawed premise, and it's based in this illusion caused by fear. The illusion is prevalent in this reality, and that illusion is beneficial because it gives context and meaning to every experience that you ever have and to every manifestation that you ever have. If you can imagine yourself existing in the non-physical, the second you think a thought, it's manifested. And you're so good at focusing on the love-based thoughts, love-based ideas, the essence of who you truly are, the connection that you feel, so that when things are manifested based in thought, well, they match perfectly to the magnificent being of love that you are. Well, you are a magnificent being of love in physical reality as well. You are exactly the same in physical reality as you are in the non-physical, except you have a different perception of reality. If you perceive yourself as who you truly are, as the authentic self, in pure love, magnificent, eternal, and limitless, well, then you would have an experience that matched that. But you don't really see yourself that way. You see yourself more as a victim living in duality, wishing things were better, trying to improve in some way, trying to make things better, trying to control things that you do not want or that you fear in some way. And this vibration creates the reality that you're experiencing. And that reality is simply a reflection of that vibration. So that 
that vibration that you're emitting, you can know exactly where you are based on the reality that you're choosing to perceive. Now that choice of perception is your free will. You can choose to perceive it in any way you like. You're welcome to choose to perceive yourself as a victim and you're welcome to choose to perceive yourself as the creator of your reality. Well, which reality or which perception of reality will bring back a reflection that is pleasing to you? It would be the perception of yourself as the creator. From this perception of yourself as the creator, knowing that you can be, have, and do anything, that you're limitless, that you're eternal, that you're perfect as you are, that you are, in essence, every fiber of every aspect of your being is pure positive love, seeing yourself from that high vibrational perspective will create a chain reaction within the universe that will bring back to you a reflection of that love essence that you are, so that everything in your reality will come back to you and you'll see it all from that perception of love. Well, that's what's happening now anyway. You're just choosing to perceive that this reality is flawed in some way. That's your choice, that's fine. And from that, you'll birth desires and you'll go on adventures and you'll discover more of who you're not and that there's nothing wrong with that at all. But you've all come here, whether you're on this call now or listening later date, you've come to this conversation we're having to see what's more, what's out there, how to live life more in alignment, how to effectively navigate your journey of self-discovery. This is why you're here. You are all advanced explorers of physical reality, and this is what you were drawn to because in that vibration you came in with is this yearning to understand who you truly are because once you understand who you truly are then the reflection that's brought back to you in your reality is nothing short of fabulous in every sense of the word it's spectacular it's enjoyable so let's imagine here that you are moving along this journey of self-discovery and with each experience you're raising your vibration and every time you act on a an inspiring idea you're moved along to discover more of who you truly are but every time you act on an urge to change or control the conditions, you go on a detour and investigate the inauthentic version of you. Well, if your primary intention is to explore the authentic version of you, then you would have to choose a perception of reality that is based in this idea of yourself as the creator on this grand exploration. From that perspective, everything that's coming to you is for the benefit of further exploration. And of course, change comes within that. There's a lot of change that will be happening and must happen and is happening, even if you don't perceive it as change. But a change is the basis of this physical plane of existence because without change, you would never be able to go on your journey of self-discovery. You would never move forward. You would just stay at the same place. So in essence, you're changing billions of times every moment and you are moving through dimensions to higher and higher and higher levels when you are expressing your love. And what does that mean to express your love? It means to see everything that's happening as for your benefit. Everything that's happening is for your expansion. Everything that's happening is moving you to more expanded, higher vibrational levels of awareness so that when something happens, you see it from the higher perspective. You see that it's good. Even though those people might be out there saying, no, that's a terrible thing or that's a bad thing or unfortunate thing, you see it as good. You may be applying for a job, you don't get the job, and you see that as good. Everyone else is saying, oh, that's so unfortunate you didn't get the job. And you say, no, if I was meant to get that job for my journey of self-discovery, then that job would have come. Because it didn't come, then the only thing that was important was the process of applying for the job. That process expanded me through that experience, and now I'm ready to be delivered something else that is more in line with what I need and what I want and what my journey of self-discovery is all about. And to get me to a higher vibrational platform, I had to go through the experience of applying for the job and then not receiving the job. So it was good for me. Well, who else on earth is going to consider something like that as good? They would all assume that because you didn't get the job, that was a bad thing, or because you did get the job, that's a good thing. They're existing in a state of duality. You're existing in or you're moving towards a state of neutrality. In neutrality, you see everything is good, everything is right, everything is working out. You're not making assessments from a limited perspective. You are allowing the things to unfold and you're maintaining your focus of perception on all the good. That's the only difference. That's the only difference in this reality is your ability to maintain your focus 
of perception on a reality that is actually happening and is honest and true for you. Knowing that through every experience of this reality that you're living, you will expand to higher levels of awareness, following your inspired path to discover who you truly are. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I have a question, Joshua. Reshta. So you just mentioned, you know, how you can view as a good thing that you applied for a job and didn't get it. So I, ha I had something similar happen overnight. I didn't apply for a job. It was I submitted my photos on a website that if they pick it, uh, you can earn some income from that. So I submitted it finally last night. And then I woke up this morning to see that they rejected all 17 photos and they give reasons. It's all technical jargon, which I didn't understand. And my first thought was like, I'll forget these people. I'm just going to find a different website that accepts my photos as they are instead of me changing it. Then I thought, no, no, it's okay. There's no problem in learning new jargon, vocabulary techniques in the photography world. And I, I also said to myself, like, the whole purpose was just to submit my photos, take that first step. And then uh, just like a half hour ago, I was on Facebook. I saw the teachings of Joshua, um, a posting had come up and they've used one of my <laughs> flower photos. I just thought that was very interesting. And obviously that was not a coincidence because like just last night I submitted a bunch of photos, got all rejected. And then there's teachings of Joshua with my flower photo. and. I'm just wondering, like, what's the message there for me? I shouldn't post. I don't need to post on web, on commercial websites or, yeah, you know, I don't know. Excellent. So you have this inspiration to submit your photos and you go through the process and you put them in the way you think they should happen. But you have to remember from this inspiration you exist at one state of being and we'll call it the limited state compared to the expanded state that you'll be in a month or so after you've gone through this entire process so every inspiration is leading you to action steps and that if you push past the fear to take those steps that you will expand through that experience you push past fear you took the action step to submit the photos and you had immediately an ideal they're going to accept all the photos and i'm going to make some money from those photos then you wake up in the morning, you found that all photos were rejected. And so that held you apart from your ideal. Your ideal was to be accepted, you got rejected. So you were, in essence, disappointed and you fell into the consciousness of fear, however slightly, and you received the urge not to do it with this website to find other websites, the urge to control the conditions. But then you allowed yourself to get back to, into alignment and you said, well, if I don't learn how to put it in the right format in this website, it probably won't work on other websites. So why not take the time to learn the process of creating the photos in the right format at the right size so that I could submit it to all websites where the ones I submit in the future will be easy. And that was another inspiring idea, you see, but it only came once you got into alignment and it would never have come had you acted on the urge to control or change the conditions. If you would act on the urge to go to some other website, you would be confronted with the same manifestation event. So the manifestation event always has information in there. And that manifestation event in this case was a mild one, and you were able to recover very quickly because you are at a high level of awareness and you have a perception of reality that things should be working out for me and to look how things are working out. Okay, so this actually isn't a bad thing. You're actually now inspired to the next step, which is to learn the technical jargon and the, the way to organize your photos so that it'll be accepted by this and other websites. It will take just a few minutes to learn. So you push past the fear and then maybe you'll get onto a YouTube video or some instructions of how to modify your photos so that they're acceptable to all these websites. Great, another level up, another level of expansion. Once you learn it and submit it, and then it works out, you've gained some confidence and clarity because in this one area, you realize, okay, I was just doing it in a format that wasn't acceptable to this website. And now I know how to do it so I can do this in the future and make it easy. Well, 
most people don't get past that first step. Most people will stay in that consciousness of fear and they'll act on urges and they'll complain to their friends and they'll give up before they even get started. You must see here how you are able to alter that perception of reality in the moment quick enough that you get out of the consciousness of fear and back into alignment. If you can do this constantly all the time, you'd be simply receiving inspiration, pushing past all fear, and not having those ideals anymore. Giving up those ideals. Because the ideal is the thing that causes the disappointment, the dissatisfaction, the discontentment, and even the suffering. If you hold yourself where you are now, imagining that when you get the ideal, that your life will be better or you'll feel better in some way, what you're doing is that distance between where you are now and that ideal is causing all the discontentment. Now, from that perspective of the one who is yet to move forward into this expansion, into some other ideal, that ideal that you create from your limited perspective is never the true ideal. It's always just something manufactured from the limited perspective. And that's always based in fear and lack and limitation. So with that ideal in mind, you're always going to measure yourself from where you are now to where that would be. And how are you ever going to get there? And it's going to be too difficult and you'll never get there. And how's it all going to work out? If you let go of that ideal and just focus on the inspiration, then the task at hand is simple. It takes a few minutes. It's no big deal. And it'll actually be an enjoyable process. And then when you succeed in the next step and expand through that experience, you gain confidence and clarity. Without the ideal looming over your head, it's much easier to choose a perception of reality that this is how it's working out. This is how I'm expanded. This is how it's supposed to go. This is the only way that's going to raise my vibration. This is going to give me the confidence and clarity that I will expand into. And from that process of moving from this limited state where you are now to an expanded state, you'll gain information. And that information then will fill in the holes in your limiting beliefs. The limiting belief says, oh, it should be easy. Everyone should be doing it. They should just accept what I have. That belief is missing information. And when you go through this entire process, that belief will not exist anymore in a limited state. It'll be an empowering belief. Instead of one is saying, I just don't know how to do these things, you'll be, that belief will say, I now know how to submit my photos in a format that is acceptable to these websites. Can you see how the expanded version of you is more knowledgeable, has more information, has a different mental construct, and is not plagued by the limiting belief that I can't do it or it should be easier? This is what all of your inspiration is leading you to all of it but you have to understand that where you are now no matter where you are is a limited state of being compared to the expanded state you'll achieve once you push past the fear and take the action but the state where you are now is greatly expanded from previous limited states because you've acted on other inspiring ideas and you've pushed past fear and you've gotten information from that action it's all building to a sense of understanding who you truly are that's all it's for the details don't matter, whether it's a job or submitting something to a website or Gary submitting a play. It doesn't matter what it is. The inspiration comes to expand you so that your vibration can elevate and you will be ready for all of these desires that you had intended prior to birth, plus all these desires that will assist you on your journey of self-discovery that were created from your human form. So it's all good. It's all manifesting, and this is exactly how you manifest everything you want. But you can't see what the outcome is going to be because the universe will bring back to you a reality far more magnificent than you can ever believe, that you could ever conceive of, that you could ever possibly create as an ideal to hold on into the future. So what about that part where the on Facebook, the teaching of Joshua um, had a posting with my photograph? Was that just a... Uh, there to give me confidence, like keep it up? Well, if you will notice that, you woke up in the morning, you were slightly disappointed that it wasn't accepted, that now you had to do some other activity and you had to learn some of the stuff you didn't want to learn. And you were in the consciousness of fear and you just wanted to change and control the conditions. But then you stopped that and you got back into alignment and you said, what's the big deal? I'll just learn a new, another technique. You weren't worried 
the vibration of fear wasn't present with the, my photos aren't good enough. You just knew that your photos weren't in the right format for them to accept. The quality and composition of the photos were not at issue here. So the vibration of my photos could be used by other people in their creations would be of benefit to them, benefit to me, benefit to the whole system. And then you got the absolute perfect feedback when out of a strange wild coincidence, your photo was chosen out of all the photos possible in the world to be the backdrop to a Joshua quote. That is absolute reassurance of where your vibration is as far as your confidence in the quality of your photos. Okay, thank you. Excellent. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. It's Elizabeth. I'd like to go. Lizzie. How are you? Excellent. Um, I, I'm going to try and word this the best I can. I'd like to know about our energy in the non-physical. I remember a while back there was someone who uh, thought she had been Joan of Arcs in a past life, and then someone else had said they were. So my understanding, or the way I'm feeling, is that like I had always related to Mary Magdalene. So is it that because we are all one, sometimes our energy vibrates with that particular person in the physical, and then we kind of feel like we experienced their physical life. In a sense, we're all experiencing everybody's, but it's what we're vibrating with, I guess. Yeah, so the non-physical, you have a very powerful vibration a very, very powerful vibration, the vibration of an explorer. Curious, aware, conscious, interested, interesting, fun, loving, this whole idea of what's next, what's new, what's happening. So you have this powerful energy, and from this state in the non-physical, you say, how could I experience another life in physical reality that would expand this energy even more? And so you'll choose a absolutely unique life that has never been lived before. And maybe in this life that you choose, you'll want to explore aspects of physical reality that you hadn't explored enough or you, something new's come up and you say, well, what would it be like if I went in and had this exploration and expanded that area of my vibration? And so you choose the time and date of your birth, you choose the place, and you choose all the components of that, including your family and culture and all that stuff. You come in and you have this experience. This experience has never been had before, completely unique. The energy of what you would, what you would assume was Mary Magdalene comes from your perception of what that would have been like without having any idea of it at all. You might say, wow, friend of Jesus or whatever it was, some relation to Jesus, some powerful being, wasn't approved of by others, wasn't seen as worthy, was seen in a, in a lower light in the past or how it was written, and something about that doesn't appeal to you, doesn't agree with your senses. You want to connect to that energy of not being understood. Maybe it's because you came in purposely not being understood yourself. And you had the experiences of life of one who is not understood for who they are, even though you, at some level, understood yourself very well. But others may not have understood you, just as others may not have understood Mary Magdalene. And so you identify with the energy of that, of, from your perception. You don't know what it was like. You don't know if it's true or not. You just heard stories. You just heard people talk about it. You have no context, actually, other than the stories you've heard because you weren't there at the time. So you might say that energy of Mary Magdalene, that's that one of not being understood, or that energy of Joan of Arc, that one of pushing past all fear to do what you're inspired to do, or any number of historical figures. But it's always based in your perception of what they were going through. And that's fine. And it doesn't mean that you were or were not that person in a past life, but it isn't important. Gary likes to joke that anyone who's done a past life regression is always someone famous. It's never 
just a peasant in a field somewhere. It's always someone big. Because everyone wants to perceive that they are big because they are big. Everyone is. But you must understand that the life of Joan of Arc was no different than the life of some mother living in some village, working in some field all day at the same time. They were both expansive experiences. One just got the attention because it seemed to be unique. But all past experiences are unique. And you wouldn't necessarily want to choose an experience that was so outlandish that everyone thinks this is the way you should live or this is a tragedy or whatever it was. That's not what this life is about. This life is about choosing to come in and then either being able to fully express yourself and discover yourself in this lifetime or move forwards along life after life after life, eons long timeline, you see? What would be the purpose of coming into physical reality and living the perfect life from the perspective of the human? Well, we would say it'd be hard for you to even describe that life. And so as you are living your life, you're saying, well, if I was more like this famous person or this rich person or this celebrity or this talented person, my life would be better. That's not it at all because you have no idea what those people are going through. The life that you intended to live and that all of you intended to live is the life of understanding more about who you truly are. A journey of self-discovery, a journey of exploration in every aspect of your life. Relationships, health, finances, career, children, not children, all these different aspects of your life. How can you live in more and more love and authenticity in every area of your life. Will people write stories about you if you get there? Who cares? Does it matter? Will you be finished if you end up living and understanding that the life you've lived was perfect, is perfect, will always be perfect? No, you'll want to do it again. You'll want to do it again. Because every time you come in, you expand. How else are you going to expand? You want to expand. You want the benefit of this physical reality. Now, you've lived countless lives in fear, in suffering, in discontentment, holding on to some ideal that you thought would make you feel better. Now you come to this life and you're starting to say, oh, 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 that doesn't work. That's never worked. That just causes the suffering in the first place. What if I were to look at my life as if it was perfect? What if I look at my life as if I am the creator of it? Like I chose when to be born and I chose those parents and I chose that family and I chose that time and place. What if I actually chose all these things for this expansive experience, not to be rich or be famous or be any of these things that seem to be ideal, but to realize that the life I am living is ideal? How would that affect the life I'm living? Well, if you perceive yourself in those terms as the creator of your reality, you're going to get back a reflection of that. And if you perceive yourself as the victim of your reality, you're going to get a reflection of that. How you perceive yourself is your vibration, and that vibration is communicated to the universe, and the universe responds with a like vibration. However, let's just imagine you see yourself as the creator of your reality, that you create all this, and you can manifest everything, and you are a being of love. You see yourself for who you truly are. And then someone smacks you in the back of your car, you get a little fender bender, and you choose a perception of that event. Now imagine you're a victim and everything bad is happening to you and constantly things are going wrong and then you get an offender bender, the exact same one, and now how are you going to choose to perceive that event? Well, from the victim's perspective, you're going to choose to perceive it as it's happening to you. And you're going to dip down into the consciousness sphere and you're going to receive urges to disconnect yourself from that person. But if you were perceived that that event was for your benefit, you'd be curious wow, I wonder why I'm destined to meet this person. I wonder if I can offer them love in a situation where everyone else would be in fear and would be blaming them and telling them wrong. I wonder if I could do things a little bit differently, if I can express who I truly am in this moment from this perception of myself as the creator of this event. No, it wasn't your fault. This event had to happen for a reason. Let's figure out what that reason is. Oh, you're interested in this. So am I. Oh, you live over here. So do I. Oh, you were born in over here. So was I. Whatever it was, whatever coincidence 
which of course it isn't coincidence, you're perceiving the benefit of this and you're creating a deeper connection and you're being this example of alignment to this person who's clearly not going to be aware of a person like you who would not be upset that their card just got dinged, you see? So you choose this perception of yourself as the creator, and then every event that happens, you see yourself as the creator of those events for some beneficial reason. When you are choosing that high perception, all information, all possibilities, and all choices are available to you. You are limitless. You have the freedom. You don't have to respond in anger like most people would. You have the freedom to respond in love. That's freedom. You have an abundance of inspiring ideas that would be flowing to you in that moment to shine as an example of alignment that you are. Everything would be of benefit. You would create a deeper connection with that person than if you were acting as a victim thinking that they bashed your car for no reason because they were being careless. This not only is going to create a, a reality that reflects that, but you're going to be able to see it because all these events are moving you further on your journey of self-discovery. And if you discontinue calling them bad and wrong, you will see the benefit in them and you will feel joy. It'll feel good to you. If you continue to see them as wrong and bad, well, you're going to be dipping down into the consciousness of fear and pulling up urges to change conditions and telling people they're wrong and disconnecting from your reality. What you want to do is bring everything in, connect to every aspect of your reality. Express love to every aspect of it and see your entire reality as you. Not just the individual in the body, everything, every, your environment, your relationships, your finances, your interests, your talents, your experiences, it's all you. And this is this life that you're living, floating through these experiences, expanding, 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 in joy, just as you intended prior to your birth. If you could live a life like that, what else would you want to be? There's no one in history who's lived a life like that. No one. No one in history. You are among the first even to consider it. Whether you're on this call now or listening at a later date, even to be here considering this option that you get to choose the reality that you perceive. That has always been your choice, will always be your choice. And if you want to choose to see it from this high perspective that we are talking about, the same perspective you would see it from the non-physical, the same perspective your inner self is seeing it, if you want to choose to see it from that true perspective, you're going to have a wonderful life. If you want to perceive it as a victim, you're welcome to do that, but you're going to be faced with manifestation events because the universe is going to point out to you that your perception of reality is off. And that's how this reality works. Joshua. Who's next? I have a silly question. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's not silly. It's just gnawing at me. Um, so I spoke, at Joshua, I spoke with Gary, and Gary knows that um, my family and I were immigrating. And initially we were going to go to France, but we're, the plan is to now do a two- or three-year chapter in England. My husband's British, just for context. So we find a school for our daughter, but then we go there and we find this really beautiful place out in the country, an hour from England. And a spiritual mentor of mine said, your place will be where you see a bee symbol with lavender. So we see this place, it's beautiful, it's perfect, it's within budget. And lo and behold, I'm walking through this tiny little village and there's a piece of stained glass art with a honeybee sniffing lavender. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is our place this is for just a rental we make a full offer and we just they decline the offer full price and in england apparently you have to give no reason you can just be like no pass decline and it really that i can fully accept i was like okay great but what confused me was like seeing this symbol and feeling like this is the this is guidance then it was a place like in london we looked at which is way above budget and they they want to take our offer and it's like right in a flight path of Heathrow and everything in me is like, ah, I need nature. <laughs> so I'm just, it's like first class problems. But what I'm confused about was the, it felt like guidance from the, my inner being and inner self. And what happened? Why did that turn happen like that with like no explanation? If you were to be literally explained every single thing, this would be no adventure. If they were to say, okay, go to this town, 
and look for a glowing red light above the house, and that's the house. And you'd get there and you go, I guess that's the house. And you would have no other options, no other freedom. my intuition. I think that's what it was. We'll get there. So you want to understand that everything is coming from within, but you have absolute freedom of choice to decide if it's right for you, if it's wrong for you, and whatever decision you make, it's perfect. However, in this case, you had an ideal. You saw this house, and this house seemed perfect for you. And then you got the confirmation that you were in the right place. And so you said, well, this has to be the right house, and they declined you. And then you thought, well, now it can't be the right house because they declined us. And so you're left with a couple of options here. You could say two things. Well, maybe we're supposed to go back to London and pay more and be under the flight plan. Or maybe we're supposed to find another house in this area. Or maybe we're supposed to go back to those people and offer them something else, find out what they want. You have all these options. Now, maybe the wonderful symbol that you saw and recognized is not saying that that's the house, but this is the town. Had you considered that? I had. And, and then we what? Did, and we did offer them more money and they still declined. What about, what about another house? We have. There's nothing currently on the market. It's a very tiny little town. And what like, about the surrounding area in the country? We have some feelers out. Yeah. But Now, what if you knew for sure that that was the town? that that was the house, and that this is the place to be for the next foreseeable future. In fact, you were even giving up the attachment to the foreseeable future. You would say, it could be forever, or it could be one day. With no attachment, what would your inspiration be? I don't know. Now, if you were in fear that you're not gonna get the place you want, that you're gonna have, have an issue with school, that you definitely want to be there for two years and not a moment more, that all these things had to come together, would it be easy to see the right place at the right time or would it be more difficult? Well, naturally it would be more difficult. Because you're, you're perceiving that from your perspective, it should work out this way, which is fine. Who's going to go along and to say, okay, I feel intuition that this is the right place. I have confirmation on this stained glass that it's the right place. So I'm going to trust the universe is going to work everything out and we're just going to act on inspiration. Oh, my dear, who doesn't really believe this, is that okay with you? If we don't have anything in plans, we'll just camp out or stay in a hotel or something until the right house comes along or we'll keep badgering these people until they finally agree or maybe we'll meet them in a coffee shop somewhere and have this great conversation and they'll tell us the explanation and we'll learn something from that or maybe maybe the people who end up getting it won't want it and it'll come to us all these possibilities are available to you now this is actually how reality works but because you want something to happen at the right time the thing that you think you want based on some ideal that you have or have created along the process you sort of make the process a little bit more difficult and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Everything will work out. Everything will be fine. But there are some spectacular things waiting for you if you don't get in the way of it. Now, how is it possible not to get in the way of it? Well, you would have to come to this place of neutrality and just trust, just have faith. Are you willing to do that? Probably not. This is your family you're thinking about. This is your daughter's education. This is needing a place to stay and be comfortable while you're moving to a whole new country. But if you could, we promise you, everything would work out. And how would it work out? You would have to be neutral. You'd have to give up your attachments to preferences and desires and outcomes and ideals. You'd have to go with the flow magically. Now, you could probably do that if you were on vacation. You could probably say, Let's just get up in the morning and just go wherever the intuition tells us to go. Wherever the inspiration goes, we'll just go in that direction. And you could have this wonderful day of exploration because you're not attached to anything. The more you get attached to something, the more that's meaningful for you, the less able you are to focus in on that inspiration. 
Because with meaning means that you have some attachment. The only way you could have a meaning of anything is some attachment to an ideal or an outcome or, or some preference or some desire. Without any preference, desire, attachment to outcomes or ideals, you give up the meaning of anything, and so you are not swayed out of alignment in some fear that your preferences and desires and outcomes and ideals will not manifest. By being neutral and giving those things up, you're not distracted by those things. And with that pure ability to focus simply on how you feel, you will receive inspiration. The inspiration may seem crazy. It may be, seem like something you don't want to do. Go back to them again. Ask them again. Or wait two days and see what comes up. Or drive around all the different areas and see if you see any other bees sniffing lavender. This is what the inspiration will be like. This is what it feels like. It might seem crazy to someone who is looking from the outside to what you're doing, especially considering what they would consider the grand ramifications of this great move. But as you are moving towards more self-awareness yourself, as you're moving towards this idea of deliberate creation, you'll have to realize that deliberate creation will come spectacularly to you when you reach the state of neutrality and just have blind faith in the system. The more these opportunities arise for you, the where you get to just act on inspiration, the more confidence you'll have. The more you'll be able to do it in the bigger things, with the car you buy or the job you get or the thing you spend your time on. But there'll always be the big things that you have attachments to and ideals and they have meaning. And this will present a problem receiving and then acting on inspiration because you will have doubt is it going to work out? Is it going to work out? And that doubt is how you put the monkey wrench in the gears. That makes sense. Thank you. Excellent. That was not a silly question. That was a wonderful question. And it was exactly in tune with everything we're talking about, especially on the subject of deliberate creation. Who's next? Julia. Julia. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I guess piggybacking on... Um, Autumn's question, I feel uh, like up in the air and confusion about getting ready to start the new school year. And I always get this feeling before starting another school year and I'm 14 years in and I feel like it should be different, I guess. Can you help me feel more neutral or get on a neutral path? Why did you start teaching in the first place? Because I enjoy working with children. Excellent. When you think about going to your 14th or 15th year here, what is exciting about it? To be able to get to know these students and spend the whole year with them, like getting to know them and then, you know, giving them what they need, what they Excellent. So yeah. from that comment, what you're doing is you're expressing your love. You're not focused on what you need from them. You're focused mm -hmm. on what you can offer them. Excellent. Now tell us what you think should be different. I feel like I should be prepared and I'm not okay. like I should have all the worksheets ready day one schedule set like I don't even know these kids like so I don't even know what was your first statement again your first statement was the reason you got into teaching was or the thing you're excited about this next year is getting to know them mm -hmm. does it matter what worksheets you have that will help you get to know them no so this idea that you should be doing what your school system tells you you should be doing completely conflicts with what you're excited about doing in this year and what Correct. the benefit would be. Could it be possible that you understand your job, that you understand your profession, that you understand your reason for being there more than the administration? Yes. Could it be possible that you could actually teach that whole year just flowing in inspiration without any structure whatsoever. That sounds so wonderful. Absolutely. <laughs> so you know that your way of teaching is far more beneficial than any structured thing designed to get kids to pass tests and move on. 
Yes. So you already know how to do it, but you can't do it the way you think based on your perception that you have to follow the rules. Right. Now, what happens if you don't follow the rules? Nothing. I'm just stressed out. Or like they'll come at me and say, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. And I just want to walk away. Wouldn't it be worth it to let them say, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, when you have time just to be with the kids and just to get to know them? So let's imagine this. The first week of school. You do it differently this year. You go in, they go, hey, you guys, there's nothing we have to get done this week. All we're going to do is we're going to, everyone's going to learn about everyone else. And everyone in this class is going to know everyone else in the class by the end of the week. And we're just going to have a fun time. And we're not going to even worry about schoolwork or worry about any of this stuff. Just for this week, we're going to get to know each other. And then if they find out, which is doubtful, if they have some issue with it, with it, which is doubtful, they may bring you in and you'll be inspired to say the right thing because you know through this experience that it was so beneficial. Suddenly, all these kids are helping each other. Suddenly, they're all friends. Suddenly, there's no fear anymore. They're not harboring any disillusionment about themselves. They're not worried whether they'll fit in or not. They're not worried whether they're going to make friends or not. They're not worried about if the class is too hard or if anyone will like them or bully them or any of these things. They're going to know each other so well, and they're going to have this little camaraderie amongst themselves that will last possibly the rest of their entire school year, if not career. The gift that you could give them is getting to know them and letting each other know each other. Can you imagine that? And then by the time the next week comes along, you can introduce some work here and there. And you'll be like, if anyone needs help, ask someone else. And we're all going to help each other in this together. And we're all going to get through this together in fun. And this is going to be the funnest class you've ever had in your life. And you're going to graduate high school. You look back and you say, what was the best year of my life? It was that year. Could you imagine offering anyone more support? just because you've chosen not to follow the rules because you're not afraid of what they will say. Because you already know more than they do. And when you start to realize that you know more about what's good for you and what you want to do than anyone else, no matter what the rules and regulations are, you bypass their rules and regulations. You bypass their authority and you take back your own authority. Thank you. Amazing. Excellent. We have time for one quick question. Who's got a really, really serious, important question? I do. Excellent. Andrea. (laughs) Okay. So tomorrow I'm going to go for coffee with my ex-husband. And we have... Let's say, imagine that he's not your ex-husband. Let's imagine that he is your soulmate, that you've been with him in pure love for eons, for infinities, for ages. And there's no one else on earth that you're as connected to as this one person. You know it from your perspective, and he's just in fear. So you can let him have his perception that you're just an ex. And so whatever he says, you take it from the perspective that he is your soulmate, that you've chosen to come together, that you've chosen to have the experiences that you have, and that you're ready to go on to something else, that you were ready the moment you decided to get divorced, that you were both ready to go on your own adventures. You are thrilled for his adventure. You're thrilled for all the things that he's doing. You aren't in fear of any of that. Does it matter? It has no effect on you whatsoever. You love him and you love the fact that he's having an experience in physical reality and you get to have coffee with him. In your non-physical state, you're like, oh my God, wouldn't it be great to go to physical reality and have coffee one day? That would be enough. How about get married? How about have kids? How about have this relationship? How about have this divorce? We got to get divorced together. What an extraordinary experience was that? And then I can go through the divorce in fear and anger and being pissed off about it and then come through this new understanding of who I am and then come back to love you in this time we're having coffee, even though, quote unquote, we're exes. 
If you perceive that, then every word out of his mouth, you would perceive it from a state of love. You would understand, okay, he does love me, or okay, he's in fear. But you would know that he absolutely loves you. That you cannot break that love connection. If you were to come into this reality and get together and then kill each other, when you return to non-physical, guess what? You're back in love. And you're like, oh my God, that was so fun. What a crazy experience that was. That was so expansive. You literally couldn't do anything to anyone that would diminish the love that you have. In fact, every incarnation together, whether it's just a brief experience or a lifelong relationship, builds that connection of love, expands it more and more and more. So go into that thinking that this is one of many soulmates and that we came together and, and our intentions met. We were able to live our pre-birth intentions and it was wonderful. And the ending of that relationship was by design perfectly. So we could each go on and have new experiences because we were ready for the growth of that. Now, continue what you were saying. So, so I totally get that. And that is where I come from. So, um, sort of like, I don't have animosity towards him. My concern is more that he wants to just step back into a relationship and I don't. And the fact that I don't is where I struggle. Well, so he has an ideal in mind. The ideal is let's get back into a relationship. As long as it looks like you're on board with that ideal, he'll use that as his excuse to feel good and he'll be in a good mood, he'll be nice, he'll be charming, he'll be all the things that you loved about him in the first place. The moment that that ideal is destroyed because your unwillingness to acquiesce to his ideal, then he's gonna feel fear. Oh my God, my ideal's not coming through. And he's gonna go into the fear consciousness. Guess what he's gonna do? He's gonna bring up a urge. Limiting belief. Oh, an, an urge, urge to change me. To yes. change oh, the condition yeah. and you mm -hmm. happen to be the condition. That's right in yeah. front of him. Great. Now, what's the purpose of this coffee together? He wants to see where we're at. Why can't you just send him a text and say, we're not getting back together? Well, he didn't actually say, are we getting back together? He doesn't say that. He just wants to have, like, we golfed together yesterday with my son and his mom. And I love that. I love, like, going golf. I love golfing with him. And I'm, I'm happy to go for coffee. I just don't. I, it's, that, it's that fear. I've hurt him already so much. This is 10 years later, and he hasn't stopped this. And so it's like, I'm going to hurt him again. And why do you care? That's his manifestation of it. I know. That's the hardest part is. Because I, why do you care? There's one um, reason you care. Because, uh, because I should be different than I am about it. Well, sure. You could be, you could just say, oh, I guess I better get back together. Cause I don't want to hurt him. <laughs> Oh my God, then I'll hurt him more. <laughs> and so can you be authentic? And in your authenticity, can you redirect this negative emotion you perceive you're going to feel when you hurt him yeah. and realize he's going through his experience? It has nothing to do with you. You're I can when I'm not in front of him. I can do that. Like I really get that everything that's happened in Great. our last 10 years has and been And so amazing. why have you agreed to this coffee? Because you're ready to go to another level. You're ready yeah. to do this in front of them and be completely authentic, authentic, saying, I love you. I'm so happy we have time together, like yesterday playing golf. I'm glad we have family. I'm glad that we can get together on certain occasions and talk. But I'm on a different path. Yeah. And I'm exploring something else. And I know that there's something waiting for me. And I don't want to revisit something that we've already done. Yeah. And I understand that you do. And I'm sorry, but you don't want me to just go along just so I don't hurt your feelings because that would be inauthentic. Yeah. And he might say, yes, I do want you to go along even though you're inauthentic. I don't mind that <laughs> at all as long as you go along. 
And you'll understand, sure, he's just saying that from fear. Yeah. And you say to him, I also know that you're going to find someone so much better than than anything you could have ever imagined and that you're yearning something and you're using me as a square peg to fit into a round hole because you can't see it yet because you're not ready for it yet. But as soon as you're ready, that could be next week, this person is going to show up in your life and you'll drop any thought of wanting to be with me again. Yeah. When you can say it like that in authenticity, holding on to your own sovereignty, standing up for who you know yourself and you know exactly how this is going to unfold if you were to go back you know how it's going to unfold yeah you have no doubts whatsoever so when you say it from that context he can't do anything because you're not hurting him he's choosing a limited perspective if he's feeling negative emotion and he's choosing a higher perspective if he's feeling positive emotion you're not there to tell him which perspective to choose because he needs to go through this experience of this coffee thing so that he can expand to another level of awareness and be a vibrational match to this person who's waiting. Without this definitive answer from you, in all authenticity, no better word for it. Because when you're not authentic, there looks like there's some wiggle room there. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she'll change her mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just buy her a present or pay more attention to her. When you stand in your own authority, knowing, absolutely knowing what's right for you and for him, he'll get the message. And that experience, even if it's painful for him, even if he chooses the limited perspective, even if he chooses to perceive he's not getting his ideal, obviously that ideal is not a true ideal. That's his imagination yeah. creating some ideal. He thinks he's going to feel better, but you know he's not going to. The ideal is something he can't imagine. Now, he's going to go through this experience, and that ideal is going to be shattered, but the experience will help him expand so that he's given up this ideal, and now information and new people become available. If he has blinders on just thinking, you're the one, you're the one, you're the one, he can't meet anyone new. No. When he realizes... It's never going to happen. All of a sudden, the blinders are taken off, and he can finally see what's been around him the entire time. That person's waiting for him right there. All he has to do is turn his head to the right, and there she'll be. Go in with that perception of reality, and it won't matter what he says because you'll know. Imagine this. Imagine if you knew something with every fiber of your being. Imagine if you knew that your best friend was going to win the lottery. If she went into this convenience store at 10 a.m. on Monday morning, would you say, you know what? You had better go to work. Don't worry about it. Maybe another lottery ticket will come. You would say, no, quit that job. Go down there, 10 o'clock, buy the lottery ticket. Everything's going to change. You wouldn't worry that they might get fired for not going to work. You see? The same is true of all of these things. When you know it, and you acquiesce because they're in fear, you are not communicating your authenticity and you're just delaying the inevitable outcome. You're causing more discontentment, dissatisfaction, and suffering. If you stand up, even though it might be a conflict and even though you might feel negative emotion yourself, you can't be any different because you know. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. All right. Well, we've always heard that our feelings create our reality. So how do you get to feeling better? Well, you start to perceive it from the truth of it, which is you're the creator of your reality and not the victim of it. Once you start raising your vibration, you'll see more and more and more evidence that you are the creator of this reality. More things will come online for you, more experiences, more empathic abilities, all those things. And the best way to get that going is to jump into an Ascension Experience course. You can check it out at the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com, or you can give me a call, uh, email and we can schedule a call at garybodley at gmail.com. Also, we'll be starting the next boot camp in a little while later this year, and this will be the last boot camp of the year. So for those of you who are new to Joshua, this is a great way to alter your mental construct. It's an eight-week course, and we do it with people all over the world. We have four meetings a week, and there's a lot of interactive work that we do. It's really an experience. 
So um, if you want to talk to me about that, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And uh, check out the website. Uh, take a look at the audiobook for Perception of Reality. And uh, there's free, free stuff there. Tons of free stuff, actually. Um, you can also sign up for our newsletter. And also uh, think about joining our Facebook group. It's called Friends of Joshua. And you can check it out on Facebook. All right. Thanks for being here. And remember to like and subscribe and all that stuff. Share it with your friends. And we'll see you next time. Bye.